Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all our listeners across the world. My name is Praful. I lead the e-commerce business for NIQ India. Uh, I have with me today Brooke Bright, uh, who is the Global Director of Strategic Growth NIQ Broadbank. And we welcome all of you to the new podcast of the e-commerce series, which is sustainability and the role of e-commerce as the enabler of the shift to more conscious choice. Welcome, Brooke. Hey, thank you, Prafal. Super happy to be here. And it seems like such good timing because I'm hearing about sustainability sort of everywhere I turn, interacting with our brand and retail clients and partners. And so I'm very excited to be here today to talk about its role in e-commerce and, and how brands and retailers can leverage it for growth. Very, very warm welcome. So yeah, it's an interesting topic that we'll be discussing today, sustainability um, in the e-commerce uh, parlance and uh, it's an interesting discussion essentially our listeners really want to know what is sustainability all about uh, what is it that what is the role that we have to play uh, in in consumption in the online world how is it that we are going to contribute to the global cause uh, through sustainability and what is it what does it mean really uh, to have sustainability as a, as a key driver for growth in e-commerce um, so we will start off with a with a with the first uh, uh, basic premise around what why do consumers really care about sustainability and conscious choices? Yeah, I I think it's really interesting, right? I think we've been studying sustainability for a long time, and really over the past ten years, we've started to hear more and more about it mattering to consumers, and there sort of being this shift towards a strong positive sentiment, and almost now an expectation that companies are addressing this and including it when they formulate their products and sell products. And so um, I, I think that's really interesting. And when we talk to our shoppers, what we hear is that 92% of shoppers are saying sustainability is important to them when they pick a brand today. And 70% say it's, it's more important to them than it was two years ago. And I think when you really talk to a shopper and you're asking why though, why does sustainability suddenly matter so much more to you? What you find is that there's so much more information out there and we're doing a better job as an industry and, and really a world educating people on the importance of preserving the world we live in. But also about a third of shoppers have been impacted personally by an extreme weather event. And, and when you feel that impact firsthand, I think it has the propensity to just, you know, really ignite a trend and, and set it as a precedent for the world. Absolutely. It's a, it's very important nowadays we realize that how important, what is the kind of role that sustainability plays in each of our lives. Uh, where are we today as a world? Do you think that we are doing enough uh, from the sustainability perspective across markets that you've worked with? Yeah, um, it, it's hard, right? There's so many factors to consider when it comes to sustainability, but if you really strip everything away and we really default to the experts in this area, we're failing to achieve sort of our overall emission reduction goals globally. And that's really difficult because it's not that there's a lack of um, effort or a lack of resources going into it today per se, but we know the impacts we've had are just, they're not enough. You know, the earth's temperature is still rising, carbon emissions are still increasing. And at the track and the rate which they're growing, it's not going to help us in the future and we're going to have to start investing and making some dramatic changes and so the ipcc which is the intergovernmental panel on climate change 
released their sixth assessment report recently. And if you haven't read it, I really, really encourage you to take some time to go through it because it's very eye-opening. And what it really shows is that, you know, sustainability has a huge impact. It's, it impacts our health. It impacts our well-being. Um, it can impact um, different countries' ability to have food security and communities' access to water and the materials really which we rely on to survive. And when we when we have these extreme climate events like we are today so frequently, it causes huge disruptions in supply chain and inherently increases the cost of goods as an output. And I think even if you haven't been maybe directly impacted by an extreme weather event, chances are when you've gone to the grocery store for the week, particularly like in the US and the UK, inflation is very high right now, and especially in the world of grocery products and CPG products overall. And so, um, that report goes on to really recommend ways we as an industry and as a world can have an impact to help improve our action. And you know, it's rapid sustained actions, focus on adaptation, significant increases in funding, and really doubling down on making sure we're allowing for technology and innovation and trying to fast track it and make it affordable so that these brands, retailers, manufacturers, et cetera, can have access to these things without driving up consumer prices. It's it's really touching every consumer in the world. I'll give you the statistics from India. I think uh, in, if you look at all the past six years, in 2022, we had 200 days, 203 to be precise, number of days where the total heat wave uh, average is, uh, the number of days with heat wave is actually the uh, higher than the average of the total year. So that in itself goes to show how important how is this entire heat uh, wave impacting the consumers and there'll be certain categories such as soft drinks for example which will be more than impacted during this there'll be consumers feeling uh, uh tending to go towards consumption of some of these categories because of the impact of heat wave uh, and therefore uh, it's important for the consumers to really empathize with the changing climate conditions and therefore there'll be an impact on consumption uh, do you also uh, feel the same sort of uh, impact across uh, across your markets yeah, I think so. You know, when we look at the U.S. and we look at the U.K. and some of the neighboring um, regions, we feel that impact, right? We're having those weather changes. And I think there's been shortages of certain, you know, produce items, shortages of certain meats, difficulty getting access to some of these items that shoppers, including myself, are so accustomed to just having readily available. And it's really making me sort of dig into like, well, why isn't, you know, this available suddenly and what's happening in the world? And it, I think the reality is, it's sort of happening everywhere and we're all just feeling the impact a little bit different. Um, and then you look at some of the more like um, emerging countries and those are countries with less funding, right? And so they're feeling the impact even bigger despite having almost no carbon emission impact. They're sort of being disproportionately impacted by global warming and these carbon emissions and the, and, and the failure of us to really prioritize sustainable efforts um, across the world. I'm sure there'll be a lot of legislation that the governments across the world would be thinking about when it comes to sustainability and therefore making it really essential for uh, some of the manufacturers and the supply chain to ensure that we do our bit for sustainability and, and ensuring that uh, we have uh, a good uh, process in place. Uh, do you think uh, any sort of legislation, um, are, are there any trends in legislation that will enable uh, consumers towards moving towards a more sustainable uh, consumption pattern? Yeah, 
I think regulation has such a big play in this because for the past 10, 15 years, it's sort of been in many ways voluntary for certain sustainable practices to be followed or optional. And, you know, we've commended those brands, we've commended those manufacturers, and we've commended those businesses who have sort of gone above and beyond in today's world. But what we're really starting to see is if you're looking at regulations globally, it's moving from voluntary to mandated. And that's going to be hard because anytime a new legislation or a new regulation is introduced, it introduces the idea of like, well, where are, how do I measure where I am today? And how do I measure where I need to go? And how can I move the needle there? And more than ever before, I think the interesting thing that's happening with the regulations is there is a push for the change to be validated. So not just you need to produce things with less emissions. You need to move to a less wasteful supply chain. You need to move to less plastic and packaging. But you have to show where you're at today, show where you're going, and you have to validate your journey there. And I think that is a great step forward for us. And we're going to have to really lean on each other and learn from each other in the industry. How are you doing it? How are you doing it? And sharing and exchanging of ideas for a greater cause. Um, and the other area I think regulation and the government is really playing a role is funding, right? Um, I know there's a lot of funding going towards sustainability today, but again, that IPCC report is calling for essentially three to six times the funding that we've established out there today. And so that money is going to have to come from somewhere. And a lot of the large nations in the world are stepping up to try to increase and secure that funding, but it takes time. And so I think we're sort of at this pivotal moment of everyone knows what we need to do, but are all of the pieces going to fall in place so that we can actually take that meaningful action and set those real expectations and mandates on businesses? Absolutely valid point. I think there will be some headwinds really when it comes to living um, sustainable in, in the future. Essentially, you know, where, where there's a will, where really consumers and manufacturers really want to commit to something like a sustainable production or reduce carbon, carbon emissions, but there are legal loopholes or legal roadblocks really that ensure and that really make it difficult for uh, for some of the manufacturers and, and supply chain partners to ensure that they adhere to the regulations. Uh, and that is going to be uh, something which we feel could be a, a hindrance in the future. But but in your view, how do you think sustainability is going to play in consumer decision-making, really? Yeah, I mean, if we circle back to kind of the first question, right, we know consumers care. And, and they all want to make these better decisions. And you have... Um, a large portion of consumers, in fact, six, we find 61% of consumers saying, yes, environmental issues are having an adverse impact on my health and the future health of what I think my community and family will experience. And they're willing to pay more to support um, sustainable products and more vulnerable groups. But at the same time, grocery prices are already high and producing sustainable products today often comes at an increased cost to both the manufacturer and the end shopper. Um, and it's really difficult when you're standing there at the shelf. Of course, in theory, we all wanna support the sustainable better for the world products. But when you're standing there at the shelf and there's a box of pasta that's a dollar cheaper and inherently the same nutritional value, it's difficult to time and time again, justify that dollar spend. And so I think price is going to be a huge factor, especially with the inflation today and helping consumers find and purchase these better for them products. But also there's general confusion. And so consumers, you know, 
what is sustainable? How do I know if a product is sustainable? How do I actually know if I'm supporting a product that really is good for the world? And when you pair that with the price sensitivity, unless there's confidence there in that story and they know why that product is better and it's meaningful to the shopper, we're not going to see that large shift from the general population over. Um, and so really figuring that out, I think, and telling that authentic brand story and educating the shopper along their path to purchase is going to be so, so critical. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's a real valid point you made. Um, if we look at uh, look back and look at the consumers' ages, if you look at some of the cohorts and segments, they are clearly sensitive to uh, to being in a in a better place and therefore trying to make the contribution to a sustainable future and sustainable living. Which are the uh, age groups of consumers that you really think will be more committed towards buying products or consuming products that are that are good for the world? Our, our studies are showing that it's going to be the younger population, right? Really that cohort between 18 and 34. So both of those age groups in there are really going to be driving some of this change. And I think what's really interesting about that is that's the same age group driving such growth in e-commerce. So when we talk about the role of sustainability in e-commerce and why these things are so closely paired together, these are the shoppers driving that digital growth that want to order their groceries online and go pick them up or have them delivered to their house, save the time. You know, they're willing to order from multiple places and get them all brought into a single location. Um, and if they care about sustainability and they're willing to invest in that and spend the dollars on it, what a great opportunity for retailers and brands while you already have the attention of that shopper placing their online order and interacting with digital content. What a great opportunity for you to start telling your story and help explain maybe what doesn't fit on your packaging and why you're making meaningful impacts to the sustainability and prioritizing it and what makes you different than your competitor. Um, and we have to do that really efficiently, right? Because attention span is low and we're trying to add dozens of products to our cart while we're shopping and the younger demographic wants things to be quick. So meaningful, concise, impactful marketing messaging and really bringing them along the sustainability journey will offer huge opportunities for growth. And, and we see the growth too, when we look at dollar spend, by the way, it's, it's not just people saying they want to buy sustainable, but you're finding the products that are really following sustainable options. Like verse two years ago, huge growth, plastic-free packaging up 84% versus similar products, um, cruelty-free 46%, renewable energy 56%. And so these are great white spaces in a lot of categories that can really commend that shopper dollar, but it's all about making sure the shopper understands these things are are being, um, these actions are being taken on these products as they're manufactured and sold. And so figuring out that communication method is going to be so big for brands. Absolutely. Yes, consumers do know what they want to buy, really. Uh, you must have heard about the newest phenomenon, which is the plant-based meat. Uh, it really... <laughs> It's something that's uh, growing as a trend across the world. Uh, there's so much carbon footprint that that goes into man uh, into producing meat, which is uh, uh, which is made from natural sources. But therefore, this entire new concept of plant based meat is going to help uh, uh, manufacturers create a completely new type of uh, consumption habit in terms of food. And we see that in India as well. A lot of uh, we more than I mean, the industry of plant based uh, meat has really doubled 
in the past uh, past year or so and we are we are seeing a slew of new brands really focusing on some of these ingredients as as uh, as they go into the market uh, from your perspective uh, if you if you look back uh, at uh, at some of the uh, newest trends that you see in e-commerce especially uh, in in terms of sustainability can, can you cite some examples where um, leading manufacturers or uh, retailers in the uh, the online world are leveraging sustainability as a as a ongoing ways of working really or living uh, today yeah i i think there's huge innovation going on here and i i do see a lot of retailers stepping up to try to have that moment with their shoppers and serve as a resource for them. And I think those types of things are going to be what foster shopper loyalty down the line. Um, and I think what we see is a couple of different things, right? Some retailers, including different sustainable practices in their homepage and helping point shoppers towards better for you products, right? Products that are reducing the plastic, eliminating, eliminating emissions, becoming carbon neutral, et cetera. How can we feature those on our homepage and let shoppers know that we have these products in our store and we're trying to make it easy for you to find them? Um, we also have retailers taking a more custom stance on this and trying to make sustainability less complicated and just really identify the products either through different certifications or logos or different um, ways to designate these products to the shopper. Um, I think what's interesting, though, is really sustainability is far more of a continuum than a yes, no, right? And I'm sure that layers into some of the confusion because it's not really are you sustainable or aren't you? It's how sustainable are you? And are you more sustainable than the other products I have um, access to? And should I spend my dollar there? Um, and so that is going to be an interesting world to see retailers respond to and how they're going to help tell that story to their shoppers yeah, even if you look at uh, some of the retailers and the way and the uh, and methods that they employ in their store, in, for example, uh, replacing plastic bags with paper bags, um, there are organizations today in India, for instance, that uh, retail paper packaging. Uh, for soaps, for instance, or any of the new ideas, we see that some of the uh, new brands today are shifting to paper packaging um, as compared to the earlier one on plastic. And that's a trend that is going to be catching up. So they are. So there is a lot of um, impetus towards ensuring that we are moving towards that consciously. Consumers are willing also to pay that additional amount when you go to a grocery store and really pay for the plastic bag, sorry, uh, the paper bag. Uh, and that is uh, in Indian rupees, it's say in Indian rupees, 15 Indian rupees that they charge. But essentially, there is a certain value that you're associating with with going sustainable and consumers don't have a, a, a problem really paying up for that. So essentially, uh, they are also aligned to the fact that we need to have a, a rather sustainable growth. Uh, in, yeah. In, uh, yeah, I would just say 100%. We, I, I totally agree with that. And we see similar things in the US, right? Um, retailers completely eliminating bags and or charging significantly for them or only offering reusable bags as an option to shoppers. Um, we see retailers really upping their bulk selection um, and thinking about innovative ways um, to do container systems for their shoppers in the bulk system and finding ways to reward and entice shoppers for bringing their own containers in. Um, and I think like it was just a couple months ago when I was online placing an order and I saw um, I saw something I had never seen before. And it was essentially a custom calculation that was running in the background while I was filling my cart that was able to say, hey, based on everything you've ordered, 
we know what the dimensions are going to be. We know what the shipping weight is going to be, and we know what the shipping distance to your house is going to be. And if you are interested, you can optionally elect to spend $2 and offset your carbon emissions. And so while we're still making great headway in reducing the emissions logistically and trying to produce better for the world products, there's also an ability to kind of front load some of the onus on the shopper, especially the shopper demographics that care so much. And I, I elected the $2, but it kind of left me with the question, I wonder how many shoppers elect for this option? You know, is it 1%? Is it 80%? Where are we? And, you know, I did some research and studies are showing about 30% of shoppers are electing that option. And that's huge. If you can have 30% of your shoppers volunteering to offset their carbon emissions while you're also making meaningful, meaningful action across your organization to reduce emissions and waste, et cetera, those two forces can come together to really create some of that meaningful and front-loaded quick change we need as a world. In the earlier episodes that we had on this podcast for e-commerce, we have seen how e-commerce is growing in the FMCG world. Uh, in the US market, it's somewhere around 10 to 15% contribution in value. In the European market, it's more around uh, 15, 10 to 15%. Again, in China, it's around 20%. In India, it's very low. Um, if we look at the contribution or the the growing importance of uh, of e-commerce as a channel to uh, to to the entire ecosystem of of e-commerce online shopping, uh, do you think uh, that uh, there's there's going to be differential uh, steps or strategies involved in in uh, in pure play e-commerce that will help uh, consumers and manufacturers really focus most uh, on the uh, sustainable uh, uh, actions that they want to implement in the market? Yeah, I think e-commerce is going to play a huge role, right? One, and especially like e-tailers and different things of that nature. Um, we have seen, especially in the US and the UK, new players popping up that only carry sustainable products and products to be carried in their store online have to meet minimum thresholds. And, you know, that is the only option their shoppers are going to be presented with. And I think that's going to commend a really interesting niche world of growth for e-commerce and loyalty. And I think... Um, we also see, um, like I said, that younger demographic playing such a role in e-commerce and caring so much about these things. I also believe that's going to sort of allow for sustainability to continue to skyrocket, especially in digital channels. Um, and I think, you know, as retailers, we're going to have to start looking at where do we invest and how do we make sure we're set up for success to tell this story and to capture this growth and show our shoppers they don't have to go to those e-tailers or those specialty stores to get sustainable products. We have them too. Um, it's hard because the traditional retailers trying to balance all sorts of shoppers, right? Uh, price sensitive shoppers, sustainable shoppers, um, shoppers, like you said, following specialty diets like plant-based and vegan and um, even health conditions, right? Heart healthy and things of that nature. And so you have all of these things that shoppers need to be able to filter by and interact with and navigate both in-store and online. And I think it's going to really require another level of data and another level of investment and um, infrastructure for these companies to be able to service the shoppers the way we want to. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think logistics is going to play an important role when it comes to sustainability. 
uh, in India, for example, we know uh, real big powerhouses in retail. Uh, I can call out Geomart. I, I can speak about uh, uh, Amazon Fresh, uh, for instance, um, where we where they're trying to eliminate eliminate the middleman and really source from the farms directly. Some of the farm unions, so that kind of saves. Uh, uh, a lot of effort and and time on transportation. I know players such as Dunzo are now ensuring that they carry a wider allotment, and they are also trying to ensure that the uh, the productivity per trip of the person who is actually making the delivery increases because they're also trying to help you courier your stuff from one place to the other. So those sort of uh, efforts really that uh, that kind of help the manufacturers as well as the retailers and the consumers really to rationalize. Uh, some of the trips and therefore save on the time and effort and the fuel spent in carrying out that delivery is reduced. What do you think? Do you think uh, this also applies to some of the other markets that you work with? Yeah, a hundred percent. There's huge investments going in and trying to figure out how to improve the logistics and how to improve the supply chain to have positive sustainability impacts long-term and short-term. Um, I totally agree. I think these sustainable options are great, but I think the feedback I get is, you know, there's limited options or I can't fill my whole cart or doesn't have everything I need. And so kind of thinking about the idea of sustainable marketplaces, right? I, I know there's a place I can go get sustainable canned goods. I know there's a place I can go get sustainable beauty products. I know there's a place I can go get sustainable um, meat, but can I bring it all together? Can I get all that available to me in one trip so that we can have a single point of shipping? And as e-commerce grows, um, it'll be great, I think, from a sustainability perspective, because you are cutting out some of the logistics, right? Less trips of getting product from A to B to C to D all the way to the consumer. Um, having that direct to shopper option is is really interesting. And similarly, I've seen um, some e-tailers focused on that, right? Like almost like a digital farmer's market is I think the most recent one I ran into where um, it felt really similar, right? You have information on the farm itself, the farmers, um, you know, the exact um, place that animal is being raised and you can get direct access to that. So instead of, you know, the farmer going out to the farmer's market every single week and loading up all their stuff, seeing what they can sell, coming back, having waste, et cetera, um, there are technology companies investing in helping those farmers come online and they're doing the heavy lifting from a technical perspective and allowing the farms to focus on what they do best. And it's opening up this new channel of direct to shopper, not from a brand, but you know, from farm. And I think that's so great. And I think we'll see a lot of growth and innovation there over the next bit of time. Yes. Direct to consumer is going to be the channel. We have more than six hundred brands now going directly to to consumers now in India, and that's that's a huge number. Um, I think we are in the final stages of the conversation. But the last question: What is next? Will e-commerce be an enabler for sustainability efforts? What do you think, Brooke? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I see e-commerce playing such a huge role in sustainability. One, it's going to be regulated. Right. We know sustainability is going to increase and the regulations are going to tighten. And so both from a logistic perspective and a manufacturing perspective, we're going to expect to see more and more sustainably produced items. But um, the brands that are going to win and the retailers that are going to win are going to be the ones that use their online platform to tell that story. Um, so how are you featuring those products? How can consumers find them through fasted search and organic search? And when they click into that product, how do they know? 
again, we think back to the early conversation. How do I have confidence? I'm actually helping. I'm actually supporting the right cause. And um, I think e-commerce gives that platform for more information, for more knowledge, for more informed purchasing decisions. Um, and I think there's going to be such great innovations going on there over the next, you know, one to three years. And I, you know, I can't even think where the industry will be in three years and the types of innovation that I hope to see come out. And I'm very excited to um, see what happens. Yes, absolutely. This is going to be an important topic for the future. And we'll have more and more conversations and discussions going, going around this. And this is the real we can't shy away from the fact that we have to make this play in this world a better place to live in and consume responsibly. Uh, it's an important one which fed me with consumers and manufacturers and retailers and everybody in the ecosystem is really take, standing up and taking notice. And they are making efforts consciously through legislation or, uh, or otherwise we are really committed towards making sustainability as a, as a key enabler for the e-commerce group. So thank you so much, Brooke, uh, for joining us today. Uh, and for all our audiences uh, across the world, uh, we hope you enjoy this episode as we have also published the earlier episodes in the past uh, where we spoke about e-commerce and, and its impact on the, Indian, uh, on the global consumer lives. So uh, thank you very much and have a great day. Mm -hmm.